0: That hangs there dying, while the rude world scoffs and scorns. Numbered with the offenders, torn with nails and crowned with thorns.
1: Welcome to the Generations Church Podcast. Generations Church exists to glorify God in our community, to multiply disciples, leaders, and churches, and to equip the next generation so that they can glorify Jesus better than we did. My name is Jeff Luddington. I'm a pastor here at Generations Church. I'm with Stephen Shaw, also a pastor here at Generations Church, and this is our podcast. How are you doing, man? I am excellent. How are you doing? All right. I'm good. (laughs) I feel like I said the same words over and over and over again. It's an intro, you know? It's an intro, it's supposed to be super polished All right, (laughs) hey, I'm always looking for creative ways to teach through holiday messages, right? I feel like people show up and they hear some of the similar things And so I had a chance to ask you this year, hey, what's something we could do? And you chose a Christmas song, a hymn, uh, that works from everywhere From the nativity all the way through the crucifixion and resurrection And uh, it's called Who Is This So Weak and Helpless by William Walsham Howe Uh, it's, you know, almost 200 years old. Uh, you want to tell our listeners a little bit more about it?
0: Yeah. So when I first heard it, I loved the lyrics. Obviously I liked the vibe of it. Uh, of course, when I started playing it, I had to add my own little flair to it. So what we hear now is my own little take on it. Um, great, great writing and a lot to work with as far as, you know, it's, it's the questions are very, they're darker, you know, they're like, who is this suffering who is this lowly who is this you know and then rises totally Christmassy. To this, yeah exactly okay, got it. <laughs> and then rises to the glory of god you know that this okay. is a this is god coming to save his people and uh, it's it's really a, a, a good full gamut of birth life death and return of okay. christ um so yeah that's that's well that's why that's i love the song.
1: It yeah well the, here's what we're doing with it uh this is episode 4 of the podcast uh we took the whole song all the lyrics we broke them up into different sections. We cover, we use those sections as kind of jumping off points to get into scripture. And so everything again from the birth in a manger all the way through what we're talking about today. And so th- we've taken all those as themes to get into scripture, using some on Sunday, using some in podcast. And so here we are, our final podcast on the song, on the Advent series. And so, what lyrics are we focusing on today?
0: The really happy ones. No. Oh, good. So, who is this that hangs there dying while the rude world scoffs and scorns, numbered with the oppressors, torn with nails, and crowned with thorns? So, you can see why we picked this one for a podcast
1: episode and not a <laughs> Sunday in Christmas, <laughs> Christmas right? During service. During December. Yes. And so, full disclosure, man, we cover the gospel every Sunday. It's not like we stay away from a topic. Uh, but admittedly, people walk through the doors in December, it's Advent, we're leaning into Christmas, here we've decorated, people are starting to feel that festive moment, and they want to think about the Jesus who is a child being born in a manger, uh, and our job is to make sure that though that is true and that that's the beginning or a, you know, a component to the story, that they understand who Jesus is. That's yes, our focus, and so yes. this song and this series is called "Who is uh, Who Is This, right? And so... Uh, so who is this that hangs there dying? That's the first lyric.
0: What does that take you to in scripture? So I went to uh, John 1, uh, verse 10. He was in the world, and the world came into being through him, yet the world did not know him. So that question, who is this? It comes from this, right? The, the very God who created everything is so often overlooked, Mm-hmm. we We look to the creation, we praise worship the creation and not the Creator, right and so who is this that hangs are dying dying so the Creator of all things is now dying you right. know what a contrast and so yeah, I just thought that was a good verse to dwell upon that line at least
1: you know there's there's so many in Christianity that will uh, say Jesus is God okay mm-hmm. that's a that's kind of a, a starting point Solid. that's good, good. yeah that's good that's good we need that that's kind of a that's a deal breaker, right yep. yep. When, in knowing that God is eternal, not just never-ending, but no beginning, mm-hmm. right?
0: Self-existent. Knowing
1: that God created, but they somehow in their brain still get kind of stuck on the fact that you know, Jesus begins mm-hmm. at Christmas 2,000 years ago. Yeah. And so this really looks at the dying Jesus and recognize, recognizes, especially like John 1, like you said, this is the eternal God. Yeah. Like, this is the creator. I always use this language, I, and I don't think this translates well. I don't think people really can get what I'm I'm saying, but <laughs> how can the author of life die? Yes. How can the very God who breathed out life into humanity, how can that same God die? That baffles my mind, right? Yeah. The inventor, creator, sustainer of life dies on a cross for you and for me.
0: I, it always gets me, and it's such a powerful line in the song, Mary, Did You Know? Mm-hmm. But he says, when you kiss your little baby... Did, Mary, did you know that when you kiss your little baby, you kiss the face of God? I mean, that just Whoa. breaks me every yeah. time, man. Like, Dude, chills uh. even just hearing it, right? right. That was not on a note, so I got real chills.
1: <laughs> not just podcast fake chills. Yes. Those were actually legit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's good, man. That's mm. good. And, and so it is reconciling the creator God, both born in a manger, right? A baby, an infant, uh, but also hanging on the cross, dying. It says not only just, well, hanging on the cross, dying, but the next line says, well, the rude world scoffs and scorns. So again, Mm -hmm. where does that take you in scripture?
0: Uh, Philippians 2, 5 through 8, let the same mind be in you that was in Christ Jesus, who, though he was in the form of God, did not regard equality with God as something to be exploited, but emptied himself, taking the form of a slave, some translations say servant, being born in human likeness and being found in him. Uh, in human form and humbled himself to become obedient to the point of death, even death on the cross. We've talked about this verse before, right. but I, I want to draw the attention to the, the verse seven. It says he emptied himself to take the form of a servant or a slave. And so we talk about Jesus coming as a man and we're in awe of that. And we should right. be, right? How can God be embodied into, into weak human flesh, right? That, right? that baffles our minds. But he came to be like the lowest of men. You know, yeah. he became a servant of men. And that's just how powerful he is. He's a leader that leads from the ground up.
1: Mm, that's good. That's a good way of looking at that. At leading from the ground up. Uh, when I when I when I look at this, I, or when I teach through this, when I talk about this, one of the things I say is that Jesus could have came in any human body, right? Like could have come and been a part of Caesar's palace, right? <laughs> Caesar, you know, like the real Caesar, not Vegas, right? So, but he could have been royal. Could have been, you know, he could have come in, in Pharaoh's house. He could have come, you know, during, you know, the Greek empire. And, and just, he could have been big, right? Instead, he comes to his own people, not even when they're in power, right? Not even when King David is leading Israel or Solomon or whatever, but when they're second-class citizens anyways. Yeah. And then he becomes a part of a, or is born into a human family who's broke and just, you know, not from, you know, they're not from Beverly Hills, you know, they're not from that. Right. (laughs) And he did it just in every way became low. Okay. But why? Right. Totally. Right. Because in order to be our savior, right. In order to overcome this world, you don't get to come in and do it from the best. You got to do it from the worst. Right? And it's that big contrast. He's the second Adam, right? Adam failed in the garden in the best set of circumstances, <laughs> right? in the greatest of all circumstances. Yep. And so where did Jesus come? He came into the worst circumstances, to the lowest circumstances. He had to overcome we talked about this on, on another episode, right? He had to overcome Satan in the wilderness when he was fasting for 40 days, when he was hungry, and you know alone, mm. tired, all those things. He had to overcome Satan from below, because he had to make up for our
0: sin. And he, we it had to fulfill scripture, too, right. God loves to do this, He loves to promise he loves the pictures, mm. he loves the foreshadowing, and to be called the Lamb of God, mm. what are what are sheep right? right they're just wandering buffoons you know in in, in their own muck half the time, and yeah. they need someone to to we, we need the shepherd, the, the lamb, I and mean, we have all these pictures that just point to Christ yeah. so well now, you know it's good
1: yeah. So the verse goes on, says, numbered with the oppressors. So I'm thinking clearly, numbered with the oppressors. This has got to point
0: to that hanging between mm-hmm. two criminals, right? Yep. Luke 23, 32 to 34. Two others who were criminals were led away to be put to death with him. And when they came to the place that they called the skull, there they crucified him. And the criminals on, on his right and his left side. Uh, and Jesus said, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do, and they cast lots to divide his garments. He was just up there like the regular old uh, thieves and miscreants. <laughs> yeah,
1: right? Why well, don't you tell me that? So oppressors, uh, numbered with oppressors is how you did it. What was the original? Malefactors. Malefactors. I had to look it up
0: <laughs> to change it, because I'm like, I'm not singing malefactors. It's weird.
1: Well, yeah, I mean, like that's, that's a hard word to even get out in yes. a song, right? <laughs> So here we've got this image, right? Jesus on a cross, just like any other criminal. But not just, you know, not just like anyone, but like criminals, right? But see, not even just like a criminal. He's even worse than the criminals, right? People are just hating on him, you know? That's true. Yeah, with less reason. Yes. That's good. Yeah. That's exactly right. And what does he do? Father, forgive them. Right? They're, they're, yeah, they're talking trash. They're hating on him. They're doing those things, you know. And even that verse finished with, you know, casting lot to divide his comments. Like, they're, they're throwing dice, man. Like, hey, man, I want to get, I want to get his whatever, you know, whatever he was wearing. And, and, you know, this is, yeah, I mean, like, just such the mockery. Uh, This last line, man, is just such a challenge. It's written really well. Torn with nails and crowned with thorns.
0: Mm-hmm. So it just finishes off that Luke uh, part. So thirty verses thirty-five through thirty-nine of chapter twenty-three. And the people stood by watching, but the rulers scoffed at him, saying, "He saved others; let him save himself." See, it's still looking for signs, right? right? right. <laughs> we still see this. If he is the Christ of God, his chosen one. The soldiers also mocked him, coming up and offering him sour wine and saying, "If you are the King of the Jews, save yourself." There were also and there was also an inscription over him, the king of the Jews, which was of mocking, of course. Right. One of the criminals who were hanging hanging, railed at him, saying, you are not the Christ. Save yourself and us. <laughs> uh, right. uh, so, yeah, the God who looks so common as a man and deser- and not doesn't deserve to be dying on the cross, and yet he's right. up there with them. With and being hurled at by the very, like, by the two... Hanging there as well. So for sure. the God who created and loves is being put to death for the creation that he loves. Mm. By the creation that he loves. By the creation that Ooh. he loves. The very breath used to curse him, he is sustaining still to this day. Yeah. He is a patient God. And this he is still so patient because we are currently still getting him wrong two thousand years later. Well, so that's interesting. I mean that, that kind of gets me to the passage that that I was talking
1: about. It, uh, the people stood by watching, but the ruler scoffed him, saying, he saved others, let him save himself, right, if he is the Christ. So if he is, really what he says he is. So <laughs> here's, the, here's what that tells me. He said who he was, right? But we also know he did miracles. He healed people. He fed people. He did all these things. And the religious leadership knew that. In fact, and so the, the pastor, I was thinking, Matt, I just, right after Jesus is crucified, buried, Resurrected and then spends weeks showing that he is fully alive, right? Right after that, he ascends back to heaven and the Holy Spirit is poured out upon the church for the first time, Pentecost, right? Mm. And then Peter walks outside and he preaches the gospel, same crowd. So the same crowd that's yelling at him right here in Luke 23 is the same crowd. It's Jerusalem, it's the very next feast, it's 50 days after that, right? And and Peter goes out and preaches the gospel, and he begins with this, in verse it's Acts 2, verse, starting in verse 22, it says, Men of Israel, hear these words. Jesus of Nazareth, a man attested to you by God with mighty works and wonders and signs that God did through him in your midst, as you yourselves know. Like, he already did all this. And they're, they're saying, you healed others, heal yourself, heal us. So th- here's what they're admitting. You healed people, and yet they're saying, hey, show us another sign, right? Yep. Convince us. Tell us again. So people, so the, the God, uh, Peter, excuse me, goes on. In the, he says, this Jesus delivered up by, according to the definite plan and foreknowledge of God, you crucified and killed by the hands of lawless men. God raised him up, loosing the pangs of death because it was not possible for him to be held by it. Right? So two things. One, this crowd, this is where Peter, Peter's preaching in Jerusalem to the same people that shouted for Jesus' execution. Right? Mm-hmm. Now we know that The Jewish leadership called for his death. We know that the Romans actually drove the nails and did the crucifixion. But we also know, if you're a Christian, you need to know this, right? It's our sin that nailed Jesus to the cross. It's not about somebody else, right? This isn't about Jewish people, Roman people. It's not about that. It's about our sin. This was God's definite plan, Peter says, right? I love that sovereign God language, right? Mm -hmm. But it also moves us past the cross, past the death, to the resurrection that Jesus is alive,
0: Jesus is alive that's the point right These other things that we want to draw our attention to and have and have our affections turned towards and worship they're dead they're yeah. they're they're false they're non and yet this God that we serve and that we love is very much alive hmm. um, I didn't mention it in verse twenty two uh, when you talked about these like the they admitted the signs and wonders that Christ had already done and they're still right. asking for more. I just wanted to bring up the point of this is how like we have testimony after testimony, thousands and thousands of testimonies of people who we've seen change. People right. don't change, right? Right. And so when you see somebody change, um, sometimes it's a night and day change. And it's like, that is that sign of like, and, and they're claiming Christ. Um, that's the change. <laughs> right. Um, we, we, it's like, that's still not enough for some people. Right. You know, luckily it is. And this is why a, a good testimony can be so powerful, but sometimes it's just not, right? We don't see Christ because we don't want to see Christ. Yeah. Period. You know, that's what it comes down to.
1: Yeah. I think, maybe I'm getting ahead of myself here, but I think they don't want to see it because it will call them to change. Yeah. Right? Right. So the change in my life, right from you know from prison to podcast here, is pretty <laughs> significant, right? And uh, hey, that would that'll preach. I'll use that from prison to podcast. There we go. So uh, yeah, uh, book forthcoming. No, I'm just kidding. So uh, but the transformation is, is is real and it's big and it's and it's not something I had the power to change, right? It's it's something so much greater than me, bigger than me that I couldn't do. But to not accept that, it isn't just to like close your eyes to it. But I think it's a rejection of like hey, if I believe in that same Jesus, <laughs> that's going to mean I have to change.
0: Yeah. Is that fair? Yeah. Well, and we don't want this is why we don't want to change because it's we we don't want to change until we see who Christ is. Okay. Right? Yeah. If we don't see it, then there's no point to why would I change, right? I've got my yeah. thing, I've got my groove, my habits, all my stuff. Yep. But then you see God's grace, you see God's love in your life and just who he is more and more it's like, whoa. I mean, you can't help but change. You try to go back to your old life, it just doesn't work anymore. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. He lived and
1: he died and he rose again and is alive forever. That's gonna cause me to stop and ask questions, right? That has to cause me. And if he then add all the implications and he did it for me and he was God who became human and not just any human, but he came in this poorest, humblest form, right? All that and he did that for me. And I know it's not just me, it's for me, it's for you, it's for everyone, but... He wouldn't have had to do any more for everybody in the world, and he wouldn't have to do any less for just me, right? So it is. It's for me. And that is transforming. So Peter goes on in this gospel in Acts 2. He says, he quotes the Old Testament. He says, For David says concerning him, I saw the Lord always before me, for he is at my right hand, that I may not be shaken. Therefore my heart was glad and my tongue rejoiced. My flesh will also dwell in hope. For you will not abandon my soul to Hades or let your Holy One see corruption. You've made known to me the paths of life, and you will make full of gladness with your presence, right? This is that prophetic glimpse into the future. David you know, writes this a thousand years before Jesus even enters into the flesh, right? But he can't even talk about this salvation from God without recognizing both he deserves
0: to not be saved, mm-hmm.
1: but then mo- because of that truth, moving into
0: worship. Yeah, I mean, the, the, he starts worshiping, and this is what I love about a lot of uh, a lot of times in the Bible. But you know, in the Psalms, we get it a lot, where it's like it it goes from just talking about God or things, facts about God, whatever it is, but it always moves to worshiping God. Mm. And it's, I think it's funny that we sing about a man dying often, <laughs> and we right. glory in it, we praise it, we we're, sure. we're you know we're lifting our hands and. Um, It's just a funny concept, but that death is what has set us free. That death is what ensures that we don't die. You know, when we die, that's when our life begins, really. Um, Yeah. You know, why do we raise our hands? Well, what what other occasions in life do you raise your hands in excitement? Right. A sporting event, Touchdown, a concert. Right? Yeah, uh, wh- totally. yeah, exactly. And so the, these truths that we sing, man. If, our, if 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 our posture isn't, I know some of us are shy, so our hands might not fly up in the air. But even right. if it's just we want to, because we understand this truth to be true. Well, that's the right posture of worship to God, because it's like God, thank <laughs> you for surrendering all. You know. Yeah.
1: You know it. Yeah, it, it's about again. It's a, over and over again. It's about getting Jesus right. You said uh, I, something to the effect of, "Like we sing about this man dying, right?" And I think when we sing, often I know it's true for me, uh, when we sing, we know the words, we say the words, but it's not really resonating what we're actually saying. Like we're actually talking about Jesus giving His life for us. Mm-hmm. That should prompt worship, yeah. but that should that should also prompt. contemplation and and repentance, Mm, right? Like, that it should cause, evoke, you know, kind of force some feelings in us if we're really in it. And that's what we're doing this Christmas is rather than just staying with the cute baby in the manger, right, that we're remembering that that's the beginning of another... That's the beginning of the human body that would die on a cross. That's the beginning of the painful part. So Peter goes on Brothers I say to you With confidence About the patriarch David That he both died And was buried And his tomb is with us To this day Being therefore a prophet And knowing that God Has sworn an oath to him That he would set One of his descendants On the throne He foresaw And spoke about The resurrection of Christ That he was not abandoned To Hades Nor did his flesh See corruption So like hey Unlike David Who we call The greatest leader We've ever had Kind of thing If you're Jewish Right that's what They would say Right that's our Abraham Lincoln Or George Washington Or something (laughs) right It's our, our best leader Looking at whatever time but it's, it's reminding us that a Savior died and now is alive forever, right? Jesus can't be Savior just by dying. He could forgive our sins, trading his life for ours, but that doesn't... If, if Jesus just died, we would be forgiven versions of the broken self that we are. It's because he rose from the grave that we get new life.
0: Yeah, we'd have very secure lives, happy, warm, fuzzy lives here, but that's it. Right, <laughs> We still, yeah, we, he, we wouldn't have earned our, not earned, but, you know, um, got our right to be with him forever right? Right. without that resurrection.
1: And there's new life yes. in the resurrection. Like yes. We become transformed, not just accepted in our brokenness. Yes. Right? All right, so he wraps it up. He says, this Jesus God raised up, and of that we're all witnesses. Like, this is that mic drop. Like, hey, listen, you crucified him, but God overruled you. Like, God said, nope, not going to stop there, right? So he goes on, he says, being therefore exalted by the right hand of God, having received from the the Father the promise of the Holy Spirit, he's poured out on us this that you yourselves are seeing and hearing. That's what prompted the whole conversation, that they heard the Holy Spirit being poured out on this group of 120 Christians, the first church, right? He goes on, he says, for David did not ascend into the heavens, but he himself says, the Lord said to my Lord, sit at my right hand until I make your enemies a footstool. Let all the house of Israel know, therefore... Know for certain that God has made him both Lord and Christ. This Jesus, whom you crucified, twice he says, you crucified him. Jesus raised him from the dead. This is one of those moments where modern-day pastors would be people would leave church like that guy just like kind of yelled at us, (laughs) (laughs) right? This is you know people aren't used to you know that you know kind of Jonathan Edwards sinners in the hands of an angry God kind of sermons, right? Right. And and I know we we talk clearly about sin, a, a clear call to repentance, but that's what he's doing, like. You're the crowd that called for his death just 50 days ago, right? But God overruled you. God raised him overruled. from the j- dead. Yep. And this is this is an account of people getting Jesus wrong. They were in Jerusalem. They called for his death. They got him wrong. Yeah. And he's calling he's calling them to know truly who Jesus is.
0: Yeah. Yeah, his truth is inexhaustible and yet we settle for this small story of Christ. Mm. This is what is perpetuating what I like to call a kiddie pool faith in so many believers, right? right? As yep. broad as it can be, it's it's very shallow. Yeah. And the more we learn about God, the more we understand how little we know about Him. Again, because He's inexhaustible, and to know more about God is to be transformed by Him. To see mm. his, to see God's glory each day is why we were cre- why we were created. And that seeing makes us worship more and more in a true and and pure way of worshiping the true Christ, answering the question correctly. So if I was to
1: say, what is the outcome of getting Jesus right? Like, okay, so I'd probably start with the outcome of getting Jesus wrong is being eternally separated from him. Well, what happens when we get him right? And and here's what happens. So Peter's preaching to the crowd, the very crowd that shouted for his death. And here's what happens. It says, now when they heard this, so the people, right, the, the, the religious leaders, the Jews of Jerusalem, says, Now, when they heard this, they were cut to the heart and said to Peter and the rest of the apostles, Brothers, what shall we do? And Peter said to them, Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the forgiveness of your sins, and you will receive the Holy Spirit. For this promise is for you and for your children, all who are far off, everyone whom the Lord God calls to himself. Right? When we get Jesus right, we are transformed. Like you said earlier, like lives are changed. What must we do to be saved? Not... He's not telling them, listen, your lives are going the wrong direction. He says, you got Jesus wrong. And they're like,
0: you're right. (laughs) (laughs) What do we do? When we get Jesus right, we get Jesus. Right. Period. Okay. Belief is a gift. Sure. And we would not even be able to believe in him without his prompting. For sure. I mean, that's. he says,
1: for everyone whom the Lord God calls to himself. Right, and and yes, get it, we're coming from a reform perspective, we've got a sovereign (laughs) over this, but that this is the work of Jesus, of the Spirit is raising spiritually dead people to life, right? So they cry out, What do we do? and and he says, Repent and be baptized, every one of you turn to Jesus, right? And here's how it ends it says, And with many other words, he bore witness and continued to exhort them, saying, Save yourselves from this crooked generation. So, those who received his word were baptized and added that day about 3,000 souls, right? And I, I, yes, we could get lost in the numbers, but here's what I I just, here's what I think is most important. Lives were transformed by getting Jesus right, but not missing the point. And that's our hearts for today. If you're listening, it's that we wouldn't get lost in the cute story. We would embrace the story. It is the story of Jesus, Hmm. but that we would know that there's
0: more there. Yes. Yeah, we must get him right if we, cl- if we claim a Christ, right? A sure. savior, that's what that means. <laughs> then we are potentially staking our entire, entire eternity in something that doesn't exist. And so we need a foundation, right? What's our foundation? What are we supposed to be rooted in? And that is God's word. Mm-hmm. We go to his word to meet him, to learn about him, and to see him more clearly day by day. That's good. That's good.
1: Well, thank you guys for listening to the Generations Church Podcast. Again, I'm Jeff Ludington. I'm here with Stephen Shaw. We release new episodes every Tuesday. You can join us in person or online every Sunday, live at 10 a.m. This is gonna wrap up our Advent series. We've got something new coming for you in January, but if you like what we're doing, you can help us by subscribing wherever you listen to podcasts. You can like this, share it with others. Uh, write us a review. Wherever you get your podcasts, we should be there. We hope that you... Uh, can find us with whatever tool you use, right? (laughs) Uh, If you watched us today on YouTube or social media, let us know you're listening by commenting or sharing this with others. Uh, We want to know what platforms are working. We want to connect with you. We want to hear from you. So our goal is to share the message of Jesus with all who will listen.